Welcome to the first Irregardlessly Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm George. And on the first episode, we're going to talk about something we know, which is CrossFit. Oops. And who sucks. Yeah, but but to be fair, not who sucks at CrossFit, who sucks as a person. And also, who's cool. So, stay tuned. After the jump, we're getting right into it. sucks. Camille LeBlanc sucks. Everybody. Who doesn't suck? Uh, no, tons of CrossFit people do not suck. A majority. Who is the coolest? Man, that's such a great question. Um, like, in your travels as yeah, the people I met, coach damn. extraordinaire, who's the coolest? Who would, think of one moment where you're like, man, this dude is unexpectedly cool. Or chick is unexpectedly cool. I think Dan Bailey is super fucking cool. Why is it? He just... Cool. So, like, like, what happened? What was your He's just experience? nice. He just, like, treats everybody like a normal dude. And, like, he knows that there's a lot of hero worship that goes on at that and, in right. that situation. I've never met him outside of the CrossFit Games. Um, uh, remind me who Dan Bailey is again. What does he look like? Uh, he's super white. short. Uh, yeah, white dude, obviously. <laughs> he's a white dude. Uh, super short. He's got really long arms. He was a sprinter. I think he was a 400-meter runner. Um, he <laughs> looked like a boat. Google. He's a football place kicker? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, no, Dan Bailey, that's the first person. You go, who's the coolest dude you ever met? Dan that's Bailey's right, super right. cool. Really nice. Okay. Just a genuine, cool, nice dude. Okay, what about woman? Oh, yeah, I remember this guy. Honestly, honestly, and I know I'm biased. I'm super biased. I think Jen is so fucking nice and genuine. Okay. And I genuinely... Jen, you win. What? Jen, you win. Yes, Jen. Edit that to make that joke sound smoother. I will. <laughs> no, honestly, Jen, Jen okay. genuinely Jen gives a shit. She Jennifer genuinely Jones. gives a shit about every single person that thinks she's cool and interesting. She so if I emailed her tomorrow, she'd respond? Probably. Cool. If I gave you her real email, yeah, 100%. Uh, but female-wise... Okay, uh, now now let's remove Jen because you have... Yeah, uh, I was saying you I'm very close. You were her coach. You're good. You're friends still. You went to her wedding. Pick I not her. her wedding. Pick not Jen Not Jones. Jen, who's the coolest chick. Uh, Annie. Honestly, Annie Thorstadt. Man, chill. that's good to hear. I like Annie. Annie Annie's super chill. Annie's super I see nice. she seems cool. How tall is she? Super tall. I bet. She's probably she's like 5'11", five, five, six foot tall. That's about my height. Yeah, she's big. She's tall. She's not big. What's her bench tall. press? I bet she presses one... I like Annie Thorstadt. 75? I like Annie Thorstadt because, like because she looks happy. No, no, no. And that's not even an act. I, I genuinely believe Annie is super I don't care if it's an act or not. No, I, no, no, like, no. I, if it's an act, good. It's working me. What I think is just like when I get into this, it doesn't look like a job to her. It looks no. like she's going there because yeah. she genuinely enjoys just working out and hanging out with you know, me. You know who I would say the second coolest dude I met is in genuine is, is Rich Cronin. Okay. He, he is genuinely... So you, you met Rich? No, he multiple times. And like, what was that like? What did you, what happened? He's, what? he's super funny. Uh, what was your meat like? What did you guys do? Eat some Bojangles? <laughs> yes, honestly. KFC, dude loves KFC. 
Y'all went to KFC? Um, no, he's, he's like a very laid back, like he'll crack a joke. He'll, you know, treat everybody the same. He's, I mean, he's literally, he's a very genuine dude. He's funny. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of like specific instances. Um, what is the, okay, so we're, we're talking about the best. That's not what they want. Nobody wants to hear about who's the coolest. No, they're cool. Who's the shittiest? Who was the worst? Can you... Who's without, the shittiest? Without, without, like, going into ultra Why? detail and, like, just, like, straight up roasting somebody. If I need... If you, I said, who is the your least favorite male and female athlete at the CrossFit Games? Female is super easy. Who is that? Camille. Camille. Camille is... And, and, and who is the male? Is there one? Can you not even think of one? Man. Yeah, male is tougher. Uh... It's not George Payne. I never made it. <laughs> yeah, you never I made tried. it. I tried. You'd be up there, but you ain't made it. I uh, made it sub thousand. Man, male. <laughs> Who is the rudest male? Or shittiest? Or weirdest? God, the weirdest? Jordan Tran? Tran's <laughs> weird. I'm not going to Tran's just a... He's a, he's a he's goob. He's a goof. He sounds like a goob. Yeah, goob is a great yeah. way to describe him. He's a good dude. Like, genuinely yeah. nice dude. Just awkward. Um, Tominsky's awkward. Dan Tominsky. He he did well for a while, kind of faded. Like is it easier top, to right? pick a second woman than it is to pick a man that's weird? Yeah, but like that might seem sexist. You know what I'm saying? Who's a weird? No, honestly, like Camille, just like maybe that just speaks volumes about Camille. She is just was this before she won? Oh yeah, I told you the story. Okay, no. so this is a great story. So I, I went never to heard it. 2000. This was the year I made regionals. That's an it's individual. a long time ago. Oh. You need to chill, man. You need to relax. Oh, about so we went ago. to uh, we went to an Invictus camp because I was I was working with CJ and this was like literally the first time. Was this when Jen Jones was doing jerks on YouTube with with? Uh, this before that. Oh, with wow. Gretchen. Yeah. Okay. Before that, with Gretchen so, Kittleberg. Yeah. So before she that, seemed, I met Gretchen. Gretchen's She's very nice. I like awesome. Gretchen. Gretchen's great. Nice traps. Great I would traps. massage your traps. I have. Well, that's weird. That's not Why true. would you say that? That's not, that's not true. So very nice. I like Gretchen. She was at my CrossFit. Level so now. I saw. I loved Invictus. I love CrossFit Invictus. I followed Invictus like way before their colors were even green. What were their color? Red. Like really? Like a scarlet. Yeah, like a scarlet red. Yeah, I, I had no idea. That's how. That's how old school I am. So I saw a post on their blog, and it was like, "Hey, we're you know we want to coach." Athletes that are beyond their gym. Dweebs. If you're interested, if you're interested, <laughs> we're looking for dweebs. We're looking for dweebs. We're looking for marks. Yo, if you a mark, yo, if you think you're a mark, send us an email. So I was total marking out, and I said, "Hey, I would love to do that." You know, run my own gym. Actually, I got a good, I got a good follow-up story. Yeah, ACJ, Rabbi, yo, this is, this is very hard. Gold no. gloves, ten years Taekwondo. Yeah, actually, this is a funny story. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to this story. I, I promise I'll back. I promise I'll come back to this. Okay. So I, I email CJ and I go, hey, look, you know, I'm running my own gym. I don't have time to do my own programming. I always respect what y'all did. I would love for you to write my programming. This is right before what 2012. What did CJ from San Andreas say? CJ from San Andreas is like, so I, I qualify to have him write programming for me. Which, yeah, I know exactly, right? <laughs> He's trying to get a fucking loan or something. Exactly. <laughs> which I realized probably three weeks in, this was like copy paste mode. Dude, dude just sent this to every single person. Like, there's no way this was individualized from my capacity. I was clearly a copy-paster. So, I was doing this programming, blah, blah, blah. Going along. Things are going good. I'm getting better. And uh, 
I get an email about this invite, which is like the first ever Invictus athlete camp. It's at Cross and Invictus in San Diego. And it's like everybody who's like a remote athlete. I was like the first remote athlete. Like what are like ever. Not the first, but <laughs> what like the first crowd. Yeah, yeah. Right? You were like the big Invictus, yeah, the first crop, the first marks that would pay for remote. Like literally, this can is. Can I give you money to do workouts? No, like, right. like you, you joke, but it, it is literally I'm not, like I'm not joking. I'm no, serious. no, it's like the I'm first serious. people that go. Yeah, I will pay somebody to send me a spreadsheet of workouts. Like I was in the first group of people to do that with Invictus. With it, no, no, no. Period. No one was doing it, but Invictus. Okay. Like no one thought that you could. Send people workouts okay. and be effective. So Invictus pioneered that. I I don't know. I I don't know if they were the. I think OPT was the first person to do that, but CJ was very much you know that the next level of OPT. I mean, he was the the next version. Like OPT was doing it, but Invictus was winning shit. Right. So, so Invictus just had the athletes. So Invictus was the people who became famous for doing that, and they were like, "Yeah, we're going to do this." I'm quite certain it was at the, you know, they watched OPT. They said, hey, we can do that too in that same vein, blah, blah, blah. So I signed up for Invictus and I knew what OPT was, etc. Everybody knew what OPT was that back then. Yeah, James, James and Joe was a dude oh, back then. just the dude. He I mean, the, the dude. The dude. Yeah. the dude. So, and, and CJ was the disciple, right? I mean, CJ was the fucking... Was he? The first pope. Oh, yeah. If, if, if CJ... If, if, we're dropping low key first pope reference. Yo, he's I hear the first pope. He's trying Peter. to watch some shit tonight. Peter, Paul, but I'm a cradle Catholic holder. All right, so <laughs> back that shit up. <laughs> so, so CJ is the first. Like he's the one who spreads that shit. Spreads the gospel. He, he's like Darth Vader to, to yeah. James Fitzgerald. Totally. like Darth Sidious. Darth Mo- no, the the emperor. Darth Sidious, Emperor sure. Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a that's a phenomenal. That's that's the best analogy. Yeah. So he's so. If you're part of their remote athletes, which I was, and you got this invite that was like, hey, we're trying to get everybody who's a remote athlete, come to San Diego, train together, we'll do workouts, we'll talk the shit, you know, we'll do all this stuff. And uh, we do all this shit, we do all these workouts, and um, we do this, I'll, I'll get to the point of when I discovered Camille was, you know, what she was, where uh, we do this other workout, and uh, you know, everybody's hanging out, everybody's kind of exhausted from the workout. And I was like, oh, Camille, I know Camille. I was like, you know, Camille's a gymnast. Camille had a gymnastics background. And I knew Jen had a gymnastics background. And I remember talking to Jen, and Jen, I was like, yo, Jen, what was your best event in gymnastics? She goes, oh, yeah, like balance beam. Like, I was just, I have big feet, so I could wrap my toes around the beam. I just, it was built for beam. I'm a phenomenal beam person. I was like, okay, cool. So then later on, I'm talking to Camille. Camille has a gymnast background. And I go, yo, Camille, like, you're a gymnast, right? She's like, yes. What was your best event? What was your thing? What was your what was your jam? She goes, well, really, I was pretty phenomenal at everything. I was like, you're phenomenal at everything. Like, was she? that's a v- bizarre. Well, she ever go to the Olympics? I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> she won't be doing CrossFit. She'd be phenomenal at everything. She'd be in the motherfucking Olympics. Maybe she doesn't know. Is not English? Was yes. English? So that was my thought, right? Like, okay, so you know, maybe English. Like, maybe phenomenal means I was pretty English, good. English, not her first language. That's fair. Okay. She's phenomenal at everything. So, like, maybe that's a fact. But then, you know, you just go through. You you look at the big old like. You take that in context of look at every single shit Camille has ever been in. 
and you realize like she's the fucking she's the DV, diva diva-est of divas. She just like her shit is hotter than everybody's. Like, don't talk to me, don't put a camera on me. She wins an event, put the camera on me, I'm fucking stoked. She loses an event, don't talk to me, fuck this. Uh, perfect example. Watch the fucking example. Again, I'm biased, I get this. Um, at the first time the Super Regionals happened, the South Central, whatever that Super Regional was, Jen won the Snatch event. She snatched 200 from the hang. She beat Camille. Camille just bitched about the placement because Jen got to go after Camille, even though Camille deserved it. Just Camille deserved to go last. It's all about Camille. Camille loses. Camille talks about why she was, it was, I was robbed, yada, 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 yada. It had nothing to do with, like, anybody else but, like, how Camille deserved to be have the spot. Like, look at, look at, but look you at, don't think Camille is just, like, frying. You think she, like, believes in her bullshit. Oh, 100%. Wow. She believes her bullshit. Okay. I think 100% that, you know, I mean, what was that? There was a video, it was like training for the games, where she's just screaming at Dave about, I can't even remember, I can't even remember the context, but it, I remember there was a big backlash about, wow, Camille really looks like a bitch in that video. But Camille seems really unpleasant. And I, I remember watching that video going, yep, yeah, oh, no, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I can see that. That okay. looks great. Wow. And so, like, Camille wins the games, and, like, you know, she's the biggest sweetheart. She's so friendly. Camille goes back the next year and, like, doesn't she's do that well. Mad, right? She was kind of... She, she, she goes real mediocre. Back. She gets... Yeah. Jen beat her. Jen beat her by a lot. I think Camille got, like, 15th, 14th, something like that. And Jen got 10th. Right. And, like, you know, like, but... And she was all pissed, you know. It always seemed like there was a sentiment from you that, like, Jen never got the A-plus star treatment that some other women did. Oh, no. She did not. And I think it's pretty fucking evident that CrossFit picks who they want to be famous. Why? That's a phenomenal question that nobody but a few people in the other inner circles of CrossFit can answer. Um, so you don't think it's it's perhaps maybe a little... They sit in a room and think, who do we think is the most marketable to stop CrossFit from dying out? You don't think it's... No, I think it's a... No, I don't think it's... it's like popular? You think it's even like sillier? Oh, 100% sillier. You think it's just like, who's... Who do I think just like at a win? I like this person. From the hat. 100%. I met this person at a place and she was cool, so we're going to make her the top star. Put her in our videos and shit. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, like, uh... Uh... Classic example, and I don't mean to be rude because I think she's a super great person and, and deserves a lot of credit, whatever, is Emily Bridgers. Like, Emily Bridgers works her balls off. Emily Bridgers, Emily Bridgers is a hard worker. But, you know, a lot of people work really hard and have gotten better success on a grand stage than Emily. Yet, Emily is a name. Okay. CrossFit promotes Emily. And, again, Emily... He's a super hard worker. Emily's a great person, super nice, super friendly, etc. She's been to what? Three CrossFit games? Two CrossFit games? I don't even know. Right. You know, but she has she's a name. She's a name. I'm someone who's not a hardcore follower. I'm very familiar, but that is a name that she's I'm a familiar name. with. Yeah. And she does not have the I know plenty of women who have pulled her Instagram up and shit and be like, oh, Yeah, her Instagram is killer. That's right. Because if you follow CrossFit CrossFit puts out your name. I mean, it's like anybody, any influencer. 
If an influencer puts your name out, you get followers. So and what about, you, get followers, you think it's similar with the the rep, the the judging standards girl, when she got a push? Judging standards girl. You know, the girl was on the, all the YouTube videos, the blonde. Oh, Brooke Ends. And then all of a sudden, she was like fucking crushing it. You yeah, think, I think it, no, I mean. You I, think it's kind of like that? You so here's the difference between Brooke Ends. No, Brooke, this is the difference between Brooke. Brooke markets Brooke. Brooke, She's on know, Brooke, brand. Brooke knows how to market. Oh, I, love, I love Brooke. That's a good name. Phenomenal. Like Brooke, woman. Brooke can market Brooke. Brooke would be well known if she had never made two games, which she pretty much hasn't. Yeah, she made to one games and she did real well. But she she's on the radar. You think that's she's her, on the radar? One that's her fucking her hustle game. She's though she's a great hustler. So was Jen not a hustler? No, Jen. Well, it depends on your definition of hustle. What is, is yours? To me, it should be meritocracy. Andy Thor's daughter. Andy Thor's daughter deserves everything Andy Thor's daughter has ever done, because Andy Thor's daughter has won multiple crossover games. Andy Thor's daughter has finished top. 10 in different games where the games were strength-based, the games were cardio-based, games were different, and Annie has always wrapped up. Annie deserves credit. I think, uh... Let me show you this about Annie. This is what, one of the reasons I like her so much. It's like, right when I started CrossFit, man, it was a startup gym. Some of my, the guys who are now my friends, they ended up branching off from the gym they were at and opening their own. And I knew through a friend on social media that this chick was doing CrossFit. I was like, where are you doing this? I know you live in the same town as me. Where is it? And she said, go there, ask for these guys, Chris and, and Grayson, and they're going to hook you up. And when I went to the gym for the first time, I went into their bathroom, and they had that fucking long swinging. In the rain? Was like, God. And I was like, great. whoever that this woman is, she's, she's awesome. amazing. Yeah. I, that was my first thought. And yeah, then, with her super hyper-extended low back. Super. Beautiful. Oh, so, so overextended. Did she hurt her back after that? No, she didn't. Oh, wait. Yes, she did. But I was just like, you know, um, I was like, this this is an amazing beautiful movement, photo. beautiful photo. And then when I learned about her, I was like, man, she just looks happy. And I respect that. And I've liked her ever since. And everyone I've ever known has been Shut up, dude. You, you're an Andy supporter. You're an Andy fan. Well, I'm like, look, she just... Yeah, everybody should be. Like, she's who, great. Who, not, who don't like her? And if you don't like her, I'll fuck you up. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> Annie, Annie Thor's daughter is the nicest fucking person. One of the nicest person you'll ever meet. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, again, Annie has earned... Annie is the combo of the marketing. Like, she markets herself phenomenally well, but has earned it. I mean, she works her butt off. And I'm not saying... Okay. I'm not... I'm not saying Camille hasn't worked her butt off. Camille has absolutely worked her butt off. Everybody at that level has worked their ass off. No fucking question. You get to that level, you have worked. I'm not knocking the hustle. I am not knocking the work. I'm simply knocking the system in place that promotes other people's hustle over other people's hustle. I think there are men and women that have hustled to an extreme degree harder and have performed better and deserve better but there's a a weird system in place that is true and like you you don't get recognition and and it's like it's 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 like the knocks of like ufc it's like where some dude has beaten every challenger in front of him yet he doesn't get to compete for the belt you know what i'm saying like yeah sure like like he is he's worked every everybody who's ever made the ufc has worked, no question. No matter how 
unknown you are, nobody can knock the fact that you don't try hard or work hard. But the fact that you don't get to the top of the ring, to the top of the rung, it doesn't because you didn't work hard enough. It's not a meritocracy. You get to that level. Nobody doesn't get considered because they didn't work. They don't get considered because there's that level you get to where there's decision makers. Right. There's and Dana White's and the Zoomers. I think a good UFC example is when you're looking at a UFC pay-per-view and you're getting Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk, fighting. Who's never fought exactly. and not even a real fighter. There's no recognition. Like, no, no rights. Fast, but the management office thinks he's going to He's going to make money. He's going to draw. Yep. So let's put yep. let's put Phil Brooks in, and everyone's like, this is going to be a slaughter. Right. He don't know how to fight. No, he gets, he gets whipped. Right. But people are like, yo, I did watch that, though. I did tune in. I'll, I'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and, well, this is what happens when you watch the games themselves. Without, without teetering too far into conspiracy theory. Do you think they change the events up to manipulate the outcome? Thousand percent, yeah. You do? Nah, to a degree. Yeah. So you think it's like event three and they think maybe their their shining star, their top guy, top chick might not win. You think they manipulate the workouts a little bit? No, I, I literally I don't think it's that level. I think they manipulate the workouts to the level where... Yeah, without taking anything away from the champs. Yeah, no, 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 be, because they earned it. But like... You, do you think the top brass is like, yo, we need to make sure Rich wins so we have a good marketing campaign? No, I, I literally don't think they go, I want Rich to win. I do think they they pick the workouts to... Well, here's the best example where they clearly change workouts. 2000... The, I don't remember the year. The workout was, it was super heavy deadlift. It was like 405 deadlift for men. Three, 405? It was like... For like three rounds of six or something. It was heavy. Wow. And then handstand walk. And like that was the finisher. It was like, that's what it was. It was weighted pistol deadlift. Like heavy deadlift. Weighted pistol, heavy deadlift. Yeah, it was like heavy kettlebell. Was it the Senko? Yes, the Senko Senko. year. Whatever that year that was. 2014. I think it was 2014. 14. Whatever. It was 2014. But it was the the Senko. Senko 1 and Senko 2, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Senko 1 was like, it was was five pistols, five deadlifts. I remember. I felt so bad for some of those women that could not pull the deadlift. Yeah, that was a fucking nasty deadlift. I just can't do this, so I'm going to stand here. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, poor girls. Yeah, and just the ugliest deadlifts ever because they were just taxed. I mean, they were broken. That's right. And uh, handstand walked down. Those stupid skull kettlebells or whatever they yeah. were. So it was, like, it was a massively heavy deadlifts <laughs> and then fucking weighted pistols. Brutal. Handstand walked down. Brutal. <clears throat> then it was like <clears throat> the so next single was, was really deficit handstand push-up. It was like a rope climb or something? Or a muscle no. Up? Muscle up. Muscle up. And so it was five like big-ass deficit. Lunge or something? Yeah. After that? Yeah. But this is the weird part, right? Which it was massive deficit handstand push-up, which is Really so difficult like to do. Six inch, nine inch. Yeah, like huge, yeah. huge deficit. Difficult. Mm. And then five muscle ups. And you're like, five muscle ups? Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That, like, five muscle ups for those people is a joke. Right. That's, that's like, fucking child's play. So people would, like, whoa, like, bump, like, just struggle through these handstand push ups, kick out, chuck it out, come back up, do another single, kick off, shake it out, do another single. They get through their five. Five muscles, bang, 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 back to deficit, and it was like single fail. That's right, single fail. So you're like, wait a minute, all this shit was super heavy, all this shit was super hard, and that's five muscles. I was like, what the fuck is that? Meanwhile, 
ESPN is broadcasting it live. They're showing it live. What does ESPN say? ESPN shows that it's a weighted muscle. So ESPN has this ticker. That's right. I remember that. ESPN's running the ticker that. that has the workout description. It says deficit handstand push-up and weighted muscle-up. But what happens is they it's not it says it runs a ticker that says weighted muscle-up, but it muscle-up ain't weighted. They changed it. Why would they change it? Like there's nobody, there's nobody on ESPN's that team that knows like that goes, yeah, we're just gonna add in this fact that's weighted. Clearly, right. CrossFit told ESPN it was weighted. They changed it this is to not be weighted at then some they told point. Athletes don't do that. Don't we're not but gonna why? let them do that. Why? Because literally no one would be able to do it. All of those like, when you get to those la- this is the problem with the games, which is that they test the workouts, quote unquote. But they don't test it under the circumstances. They don't. T- they they test the workouts with athletes where they let them do the workout and they rest for a day. They will do another workout. They rest for a day. They test it over the course of a month, a week, whatever. And they go, yeah, that's good. They never test them in the circumstance, which is impossible. Like competing, and impossible. You're, 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 you're just out. putting everything on the line. You sat in this weird ice bath with a muscle machine thing. Right. On. I remember. Um, this workout, the workout they had 2015, that was, I think it was heavy thruster and bar muscle-up. Camille crushed it. Camille destroyed everybody because she was super good at bar muscle-ups. And uh, her time was like, shit, I don't remember, six minutes? And I remember the next day, the test team, whatever the, 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 the people who are games athletes that don't qualify in regionals for whatever reason, they nominate as testers. Okay. They had them, and they go, yeah, and Camille finished it in six minutes, whatever. And they're like, yeah, when we tested that, I remember this, I remember this. They go, yeah, when we tested that, the slowest time was four minutes. The slowest time. Wow. Of people who didn't make the games. Wow. Was four minutes. And they go, so, like, the fastest time by a, mar- a huge margin was 50% slower than the tester's time. Wow. So, like, they, quote, unquote, test these workouts. But, like, they have no fucking idea what the culmination of all the workouts do to these people. And, like, my favorite example, and I can't remember the dude's name, was 2015 was, you know, they they do the workout run-through where they have somebody demo all the movements. They had it on this tennis court, and you have to walk, it's like, the, the game, where they have the game, it's like just very slightly, very, very slightly hill. And so they have like soccer fields and tennis courts. It's like a big sports complex. And they have the tennis courts and there's like five stairs. Like literally, I mean literally five stairs you have to walk down. And we're talking about Sunday, the final day of the games. And there's a bottleneck of people walking down the stairs because every single athlete has to use the rail. There's one rail on the left side. Because they're so sore and they're so crushed that they can't walk down five stairs wow. without a guide rail. And the, like, so there's, there's, a, there's a line to walk down five stairs using the guide rail. And I'm sitting at the bottom of the stairs because I'm not sore. And I'm waiting for my athletes to walk down the stairs. And I remember this one dude, I don't remember his name. He goes, literally gets down the stairs and he goes, I'm going to do everything in my power to get sixth place next year. So that I don't have to come back. Wow. Like, 
I, like, he knows he's not going to win any money. Right. He knows he's spent money to get here. He's lost money in the investment to go to the CrossFit Games. He knows if he qualifies, it's quote-unquote an honor to go. So he's going to have to go and lose more money to come back. So he, he didn't win an event. You know, and, and credit to the Games for trying to make it, you know, not about the winners, yeah, but like, yeah. you know, if you win an trying, event. Yeah, trying to put some money in your pocket. And, and credit crazy. to him for that. But the dude didn't win a shit. And uh, Jen's last year there. Uh, Jen, Jen in 2015 didn't win a, an event and finish top three. She in won events. something in 2014, right? Yeah, she won a bunch of money in 2014. Yeah, yeah. But then 2015, the events didn't work out in her favor. You know, she, she didn't win anything. She didn't finish top three in an event. <laughs> didn't finish top 20 to make money in the, in the, in the pay structure. So she spent, not including lost wages, because she has a job. She spent money to get out of it. You're, you're a CrossFit coach. You're a CrossFit gym owner. If someone came to you and said, I want to get to a level to where I can go to the games. Yeah. Should I do it? What would you say? What's your background? It is one that maybe I could get there. Like, I did gymnastics. Male was, gymnast or a female gymnast? Female. You're a female gymnast? one gymnast. Okay. I think I could do it, but I'll have to dedicate a hard portion of my life. Do you think it's worth it? <laughs> like it's not up to me. No, if you ask me, is it worth it? Then I would say no. Why? For you? No, no, no because you ask me if it's worth it. Okay, so now if you now the difference is that you can't me go. This is what I want. This is my thing. Okay, I will dedicate X amount. I will dedicate the next two years of my life to okay. get there. Then I will go. All right, I'll help you out. I'll do that. If you ask, but me, that's assuming they have the tools. No, no, it doesn't. Honestly, it so assumes true. no. No, there's a certain baseline. Like you said, okay. you're a female gymnast. Okay. I'm gonna assume that means you're a collegiate gymnast. Yeah, you're, collegiate you're, you're gymnast, relatively sure. high level. Sure, gym. I'm a good you, didn't, you didn't fuck with gymnastics at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say okay. Are you know that if you told me it is my goal for the next two years to qualify for the games, absolutely, I will try and help you. I will do whatever it takes to help you because you came to me and like that's my job, right? Sure. Now, if you ask me, do you think I can make it? I'm gonna go no, no, you won't. Because you asked. Like, you asked. Like, you, you you are not confident enough to make it. You are competing now, now, against people who have already spent two years training for this. Okay. Who have already done the prep. Who already think they can make it. You're fucked. You ain't gonna make it. Okay, so as a coach, say someone who doesn't say that but comes to you and says, I want you to get me games ready because I want, that's the level I want to be at because I'm a fucking fierce competitor. Yeah. What is your response in that situation? Then let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, again, there's a poking and prodding process, which is, all right, here's what it's going to take. What's your job? What are you doing for a living right now? I work for a law firm. I do this. I do that. Yeah, okay, good. I'm, I'm in law school. I go, yeah, I quit or, that. Uh, yeah. Stop doing that. Okay. And they you say know. no. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. Okay, work. then you never mind. Yeah, work. I'm done. We're not going to work. Because it's not going to happen. I mean, you've got... I look at Brooke Wells. Brooke Wells is literally offered a D1 track and field scholarship. She says, no thanks, I'm going to go train for CrossFit. I mean, that's the competition you're fighting against. You're fighting against people who are turning down yeah. D1 scholarships to so what, become what a CrossFit. for you as like a games coach? If someone says, I think I could do this, what metrics are you looking at? What, what are you asking? Like, what are you saying? Like, okay, as a games level coach. Yeah. This is what I want to know, and I hope you're at these levels for this to work. Are there any of those, or is it all mentality for you? 
I, I, it's so, it's so situation dependent because, you know, if you're 15 years old, I mean, I know I'm like taking liberties with the question, but if, if you're 15 years old, the metrics are different than if you're 30 years old. If you're 30 years old and you go want to go so to the So what do you think the average DCF goer is at your gym? What is the average age there? Uh, uh, competitive people? I mean, older. Like we're not, you know, I mean, like you're, my, our average athlete is. So what do you 20. think the prime age is for getting into Male, female, different, but I would say if you're a male... Let's go male first. If you're a male, you need to be 20. You need to be in college. You need to have played, at a minimum, elite, elite, elite level high school. D3 college. Minimum. 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 D3 college. Okay. Sport. Now, I mean, basketball... Less advantageous. You can't be very tall. This is not the body tape. For the same reason, if you're very short, you ain't gonna make it in the deal. What sports are you looking at? Baseball. Baseball. For some reason, and I, I get it soccer to some degree. Maybe. Yeah, so, mm, track soccer. Soccer would be good. Track and field would be great. Gymnastics. Gymna- uh, gymnastics. More for women, less for. Yeah, well, uh, for women, you need to be a gymnast. You need to have gymnastics. Okay. Uh, or, or actually, I would say, for women, is easy. Crew. You're a crew you're guy. fucked. Now nah, you're fucked. Boxing. Yeah, oh, probably not that good. You're, you were no good then. That was never meant. I was good. <laughs> I, as an individual. How do you feel about band? Band? You got rhythm? You are right. You better than average. I can throw that ass in a circle, though. Yeah, I'll throw that ass in a so, circle. Okay. So, so that's for men. About 20, collegiate. No, actually, for so for women, to me, it's women. easy. And I, again, because partially because I've dealt more with women. Local women's coach. So I would say, what is the for women, it's, number one is gymnast. Number two is track and field. But what is the age that you're looking for? Uh, Someone comes to you. 20 to 25. 25. 20 to 25. 20 to 25 to start. And if you have no CrossFit experience. Okay. But you have elite and, and training. you would be like, yo, I, 20, can, 25. I can work with this. If you've done D1 gymnastics or track and field as a 20 to 25-year-old female, you've got a really good shot. And I genuinely believe that for no other reason than because you know the work it takes. And it goes for men, too. You know the work it takes to be elite. You know what it takes. The hard thing, I think, for men or women who have never played high-level athletics is they don't fundamentally understand how much work it takes to be elite. They think they know, but they don't know. So if you've played high-level sports, again, whatever it is, you at least know. You, you've at least, yeah, at least put that. in the training and you go, wow. You swing because you don't want to get cut from the rugby team. You, yeah, exactly. You you okay. know what it takes. Why do you hate programming? I hate programming because I think it's like the 10th most important thing to Ooh, an athlete. What a tease for the next podcast. Hey. <laughs> I think it's so... You think it's low on the tier? Not important. You know, I'll say I agree. It's so stupid. I'll say I agree. We're going to talk about this next Saturday once we fill our cups. You know, with a zip and a double. What I'll say is that I have, in my own science, agree. I feel like any program that I do, as long as I train diligently and hard, gets me where I want to be. Yes. And I think that a lot of people get lost in the weeds. Oh, it's so easy. To like, do. oh my god, I can't believe I only did eight reps instead of nine for my supinated pull-ups and my tempo banded pull-aparts. Yeah, I just felt so bad. It's like you're... <laughs> from anybody, yo, know, it was like if we're gonna just go full hard on that. Anybody who programs to the level where you really need to ask a lot of questions about how to do it correctly, 
is a fucking fake. Charlatan. The smokescreen. Smokescreen. They're <laughs> gaslighting you. They're trying to get you to doubt what you need to do. They're trying to get you to be obsessed with interpreting and not doing. Like, they're trying to get you so faked out by what it is you have to do, and they're not focusing on the shit, just do work. I mean, you look at the, again, the best people. Look at the best people. The best right people. Here. The best people. <laughs> the best people fucking make it up on the spot. They have a very vague guideline, and then they go, yeah, I gotta do this. I gotta squat. Yeah, fuck it. I'll do eight sets of 12. I'm bringing this up because every open season, I know there are there are those people that are like, I think I can I think go I to can this make level. It. And right. what can I do? Yeah. And I think a lot of people forget that at this stage in the game, this is your job. And this is real. Yes. 2000, then, 2017. This ain't, this ain't the Andrew Killian years where any Joe Blow can make it. <laughs> exactly. Like, I can't leave my desk and go to the gym and be like, all right, I'm going to the games now. Right. And I think... Hey, I played sports and once. like, even if... Even if you think you could get from that and be like, well, maybe I can get these sponsors and quit my shit, you're not even close to these levels. Yeah. And you end up forgetting about a lot of real important things in your life. Yeah. Like, what about my relationship with my partner? Oh, I've seen I've seen family. divorces. Yeah. I've seen over, lost over, jobs. Over competitive exercising. Yeah, absolutely. Which is crazy to me because what is a real thing? <laughs> your wedding, your marriage is a real thing. It's real, absolutely. Going to work out competitively for maybe a payout because you got like second place on a caption <laughs> or first place on a caption. And, like for yo, I did, I I did well on this snatch workout. That shit ain't nearly as important as like being happy and shit. Well, so and I'll I'll go ahead on this note, and uh, I think it's important to understand. You know, I think it's really important for you. The competitor. I'm. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I, I was. I was gonna talk. I wanted to talk more about this with other people, but I think the important thing to understand is you have to be very realistic about your chances. Okay, your chances are exceptionally small. Your chances are the odds. That's the pure odds are minuscule. You you have virtually no chance. However, considering that you have. To understand that you have no chance, but you have no reason not to be optimistic. Because that's the only choice you have. You, you have to be optimistic. You have to believe in yourself. You have to understand that, like... You have to buy a lottery ticket. You have to buy a lottery ticket. Like, if you want to win the lottery, lottery, you have to buy the ticket. Yeah, you have to buy the ticket. And, and, and you, but you can't... You've got to understand that, like, the odds are you're not going to make it. So if your whole reason for doing it is to make it, you're doing it wrong. If your reason to make it is it's a byproduct of fulfillment, enjoyment, you know, etc. That's phenomenal, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm, there should be nobody who should tell you otherwise. You should be optimistic. You should want to do it. And anybody who tells you you can't do it is wrong, me included. But you can't deny the odds that it's unlikely. You but you have to, have to look at the odds. The odds right? Yeah, you, you can't just ignore the odds. But at the same time, you have to ignore the odds. And like... Just, just don't let it come. The only at this. way it can work is if you ignore it. But if you, if you go by conventional goal setting terms, setting realistic goals has to go out the window if this is something you want to do. Right. So, like, if you, if that's your dream and that's your passion, nobody should tell you otherwise. You should have no choice but to be optimistic. But to ignore the odds is foolhardy. It's stupid. And you have to accept the odds. You have to do that. 
and be optimistic anyway and, and train anyway and do it anyway. And there's no other way. And, and every single person who's achieved something has done that, has accepted the odds that they're not going to be able to do it and has found a way to do it anyway. But understand at the same time, the overwhelming likelihood is you're not going to be able to do it. And be okay with that. I guess that's the ultimate point. Be okay with that. If at the end of the day you never get there, was it worth it? And if it's going to be worth it either way, more power to you. But if it's only worth it if you make it, stop. If you're going to sacrifice everything else for the only hope that you make it, you need to stop. If you're okay with the fact that you tried your best and you did everything you could and you didn't make it, then keep going. Right? And I know lots of people that have never made it to the mountaintop but will never trade the journey for the things they've gained from trying. And I, I, I can't emphasize that enough. You know, again, I've, I know people that have met the people that have influenced them in their life, the, the best friends they've ever made on that journey that they've never made it to the top. They've met their friends and loved ones. Their friends, their best friends, their, their loved ones. And all that. Again, their wives it, and all this. It sounds like a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. If you if you can't enjoy the journey, if the journey is arduous, if it's terrible, if it's a grind, always stop. Go find something else. If you're sacrificing for anything other than the journey, if you're sacrificing for the goal, stop. If you're sacrificing for the journey, keep going. Do that. Is that how you feel about coaching CrossFit athletes that are at the gym? So. Yeah, I do it. I, I don't do it. Well, when I did it poorly, I did it for me. When I when I loved the people I was training, when I wanted the best for them, when I was doing it for others, that was when it was great and, and everyone did better. And so, you know, uh, but it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it, that's, I say that like it's easy to do. Um, it's very easy to become jaded. It's very easy to become... Why did you stop? Oh, it just, I, uh, it that's just became not worth it. It just became not worth it. it what became, is not worth it? Ooh, that's a tough question. Uh, monetary, time investment, uh, you just, personal goal. Yeah, it goes back to what we were talking about in the very beginning. You realize that, um, to go from, to, to get people to, you know, the best athlete I ever had finished fifth, to go from fifth to first, it's, it's not even, <laughs> this sounds like a cop-out. It's not talent-based. It's, it's luck. It's just pure luck. It's, it's did, did so-and-so get the right get, workouts? Get the, right workouts. The, the year my best Is athlete the got right fifth. temperature for that person? <laughs> you know, did they get yeah. the right Yo, did they, pro stimulation? Exactly. Did they not hurt their back? Did, did they get they, right, the right brain subdermal stimulation? No, the best transcranial okay. stimulation. Did, did you know it's just luck it's just so much luck and you have to be okay with luck and like yeah you have to be willing to invest a lot more time for very little return did you feel that way yeah no yeah but like I, I, I want to go into like uh, this probably like I could go into a fucking hour about luck which is you know you could say oh well if it's it can't be luck if so and so won you know four years in a row it is luck so and so just happened to be lucky enough to be genetically blessed enough to win four years in a row so he is he is lucky in that in that sense he's lucky that he found the sport that he could be that lucky if if michael jordan yeah michael jordan was born in you know whatever fucking 18 kandahar afghanistan 
Michael Jordan would never have been Michael Jordan. He was lucky. He had all the right circumstances to become the best basketball player ever. Rich Froning is lucky enough to be exposed to the sport. Just you don't discount their effort. Oh, not even a little bit. Right. Not even a little bit. But to say that luck has no place in it is insane. Rich Froning is the most, like, the one of the most hardest working, deserving guys ever. But to say he isn't lucky is incredibly naive. He's incredibly lucky. If he never heard of CrossFit and kept trying to pursue a baseball career, he would have been a mediocre at best baseball player and not a profoundly impressive athlete in CrossFit, which he has earned, and no one should ever take that away from him. I'm going to cut this off here. This is getting a little crazy. But uh, you know what my favorite part about this, about listening to this was? No, yeah, what's that? I don't remember this. It's like I'm listening to it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's alcohol for you. That happens. So, all right, we're going to cut that off. We're going to go uh, save some stuff for next week. Uh, the only thing I can promise you is that people are definitely going to get roasted. And uh, whatever happens else, I can't speak for it. So if I set up a meeting with you and Charmel, and I'll be the modifier. You mean moderator. Shut up!